All right, all right, NBA Quick Pod is locked and loaded for Thursday, November the 17th. Mackenzie Rivers, NBA extraordinaire, is in the house. I'm your host, Sleepy J. Today, Mackenzie has gone through the NBA Thursday card. He will go ahead, he'll try to convince me of his best handicap. Mac will give a handicap on a side total and a player prop. I'll go ahead, I'll grade those handicaps on a scale of 1 to 10. Then I'll go ahead, I'll buy which one I believe is best. I think we'll have a pretty good day there, Mac, today. Our podcast yesterday with the Dream Podcast picks had some positive results. Uh, again, with our player props. Yep. We're on fire with them. I think we'll have another another good day today. So I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll let you start it out. You let me know. Side total player prop. Which one are you going to go ahead and start with first? I'm going to go side first. The Sacramento Kings are laying just seven points at home versus the Spurs. And this is a momentum play. This is a leading indicator play. One of the things I like to look at when I do my power rankings is a seven-day and a 15-day filter. See who's doing the best recently. Kings have a new coach, Mike Brown. Last seven days, best team in the NBA with a bullet, plus 16 points per 100 possessions. The Celtics, they're 4-0 over the stretch. They're 15, so the Kings are that much better. And the Spurs are the exact opposite. They started out really well. They have an old coach, longtime coach, 20-year, two-decade vet coach. And they had some principles that worked early in the season. They started out much better than people expected. But I don't think they're any more talented than we expected. And you look at the last seven days, now that the season has settled in about fifth worst net rating in the league, minus nine per 100 possessions. So two teams going in the opposite direction. I'm only laying seven here, despite the fact that I have a total over 240. That's why I like the Sacramento Kings laying the seven, hosting the Spurs. All right, Mac. Not bad. I'm going to give you a 7.0 on that. Um, I don't want to knock you for anything. I just felt like it was a little light. So I'll give you a 7.0. Full disclosure, I lean with you here to the Kings. So that'll go ahead and be your side play. I'll go ahead. I'll stamp that 7.0. What do you got next? I appreciate that. It deserved a 7.0. I'm looking now the total 237. So not above 240. Strive for accuracy here. I'll try to do a little bit better with my next pick. For my next pick, let me go with my total, and I'm going to go in the first half, Nets, Blazers, under. So the Blazers' defense has been much improved, obviously. From a bottom five defense the last five years, they're an elite unit. The Nets, under Jack Vaughn, have turned it around defensively. And you might say, well, man, they just gave up 150 points to the Kings. They did. They did. They let go of the rope. They're a very thin squad. That's why I'm going in the first half here. They've had a day's rest. So they're going to have some energy in the tank, but I still worry about uh, fatigue on the long end of this road trip. And if you look up, teams that gave up 150 points, it's pretty rare. So if they had no day's rest, then that next game goes over four out of five times. However, if it does not, then the first half we see historically has been a lot lower scoring. It makes sense. The coach is saying we just got embarrassed. We just got a sports center figure put on us. Let's dig in here. Fatigue for those teams and bad defense for those teams might catch up in the second half. We see that with the rest being zero, being such a negative trend for the under. But if you remove that, like the Nets have here, they have a day's rest. Expect them to bring it. And expect the Blazers to be able to just match them. The Blazers are a top five team, stopping opposing small forwards and power forwards from scoring. Nets don't have a lot of scoring outside of small forward and power forward. Ben Simmons got double digit points last time out against the Kings. It's a rarity, but even so, the Blazers are not the team to repeat that on. And Kevin Durant, I don't expect to have that great a performance against Josh Hart, who's held him under his total in six out of nine games historically. 
and Justin Wislow is questionable, but I like that matchup as well. So I like the defensive matchup for both teams. I worry about the rest in the second half for the Nets. So I'm going to go under in the first half, 114, Nets, Portland. All right. That was convincing. Uh, a little bit better in the first one. I'm going to say 7.3 on that one, Max. So I'll go ahead. I'll stamp that one 7.3. I wonder what your player prop is. It seems like we keep picking these, but shit. I mean, dude, we keep hitting these. So, and, and we always have this convincing argument. So, so I'm going to say that this potentially could be our highest one, but we'll see. Maybe I'll knock my socks off. Yeah, eight and two on the main pod, on the main RJ Bell's Dream Preview pod. We've given out 10 agreed upon player props, including two on our last time out, eight and two. So I'll take it. Let's keep it going. For my player prop, kind of hinted at this. I'm going Kevin Durant under 30 and a half points. Expect the Blazers to force the ball out of Kevin Durant's hand. That's how every team has beaten them, or at least contended against them. And it's especially how the Blazers team, who has the pieces to guard Kevin Durant and throw bodies at Kevin Durant, is going to slow him down. In seven games without Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant has gone over 30 and a half points one time. He had 31 points. Other than that, teams have said anybody but KD. It's been an anybody but KD policy, and it's worked. Blazers top five team against small forwards and power forwards. Expect them to do well. If you just look into the career matchups, Durant against Josh Hart, only three times he's gone over 30 and a half points in nine games. Winslow, expecting him to play, but he is questionable only twice in eight career games. And in that span against Josh Hart, only 23 points per game. So they're just going to keep setting this at 30 and a half. Durant in the news, talking about how he can't do it alone, the starting five. I'm not sure how he's going to respond to that story, getting the buzz that it did, but I don't see him coming out guns blazing and say, I'm just going to do this as a one-man show. If anything, I see Ben Simmons continuing his slow but steady ascension towards being a real player again, and I expect Kevin Durant to spread the ball around. Maybe get 12 rebounds and 12 assists again like he did against the Knicks, but unlikely, in my opinion, to get to 31 points in this matchup. So that's my player prop. I'm going Kevin Durant under 30 and a half points. All right. Um, tough. I kind of wanted to give that a 7.3 after that, but then what the hell do we do if we're tied up? Yo, one thing I know about KD, he's relied heavily. If you go back and just look at the last two games, like getting to the free throw line, like that's been one of the reasons that he's been able to put up points. But I think he could have a little bit of an issue here in this game. He ranks fourth in free throw attempts per game, but the Blazers are like number one in the league, not fouling players. So I like this prop there, McKenzie. I'm going to stamp it 7.3. I'm going to give it the same damn grade that I gave the last one. But if I have to buy one, it would probably be, the KD prop. I feel like that's the one that we should probably go ahead and pick. And I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll say this. There's another end of the spectrum with this prop there, McKenzie. And I'm going to give out the other end of this on my Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. I'm going to give you the prop that I think that actually is going to hit uh, alongside this one. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. So, Mac, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to buy your Kevin Durant under 30 and a half points. All right, so with that out of the way, let me go ahead. Let's jump into today's hot topic. Mac, this is going to be a little lengthy, so for you guys who are listening, a little bit lengthy, but I think you guys are going to like this one. So today's hot topic, pros versus Joes slash uh, winning, losing, betting the NBA. Look, beating any sport in any given year, it's just tough. You know, back when I first started years ago, I learned the hard way. You know, I love betting the favorites, love betting the overs, parlays, college basketball, teasers, you name it. Uh, I basically bet everything, everything that I shouldn't have. 
And as time has gone on, you know, throughout all the years, you realize that there are certain bets that you just simply can't make. Otherwise, you're going to lose and you're not just going to lose. You're going to end up getting crushed. You know, teasing college basketball, you might not want to do that. You know, betting three team parlays in any sport, you might not want to do that either. Now, I know that stuff firsthand that, you know, it's easy to go ahead and convince yourself that, you know, betting the better team will, you know, go out there and they're going to kick this other team's ass. Um, it's just easier to envision that type of stuff. And it's easier to envision, you know, a team putting up a bunch of points versus, you know, a bunch of three and outs and a bunch of punts or, you know, a bunch of shots coming up short in a game. I mean, I know that. I actually have the scars to prove it. Plus, it's not fun, you know, taking the worst team or betting a bunch of unders because, you know, those games do get nervy. But I think when it comes to the NBA, the pros versus Joes, that they didn't have a whole lot of separation back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, the pre-internet days. Maybe it was like one out of 15 games, maybe one and a half out of 15 games. But now with the internet, information is so much more readily available. And while I think most will think that the pros and Joes are closer today than ever, I disagree with that with the NBA. For some other sports, fine. I think with the NBA betting, it's further apart today than it ever has been. And I think it's for two reasons. People who do this for a living, they know how to get the most accurate information the quickest. But the most important reason, the number one reason that the pros are further apart than the Joes right now, more than ever bet in the NBA, is because the game has changed. The NBA game has changed a lot. And the handicappers and bettors, they need to change too. For those that don't, they just simply look at points per game and look at records. You're going to lose. But not only are you going to lose, you're going to get your ass kicked every day. And it's probably going to be quite bad. The NBA over the last five to seven years, Mackenzie will tell you this, it's changed more probably than any other sport that's out there. Mackenzie and I, we've discussed, you know, the take foul stuff this year. That's a big deal. The shot clock changing, big deal. Flagrant one, flagrant two. Uh, the play-in game, the expanded playoff field, you know, the review plays. The NBA has changed the game a lot, and I think for the better, I think McKenzie would agree with that. But I think the only way that the pros and Joes can get back to being close to each other is if the game levels out and the changes slow down. Let's just say calmer seas. Then we can kind of drift back together, and then the pros and Joes could be a little bit closer. But the NBA has just changed so much, and the daily grind has gotten so much tougher you know, with the load management crap. And then now we have COVID stuff going on, uh, injuries, suspensions. You just better be diving in deep and you better stay glued to the sources that know firsthand information or you're simply going to lose. I know guys right now in this business that fail to adapt. And to be honest with you, they're just lazy. They don't want to change. They don't want to do what they have to do. And they don't want to learn the game. And you know what? Those guys haven't won. They haven't won in years and they might not ever win again. Handicappers and betters like that, they just die off and they simply end up going bust and then they're just out of the game. And that's why I love working with McKenzie when it comes to the NBA because he loves the NBA. He rides with the tide in the NBA. He follows the changes. He thinks about what's the best practice to attack the changes that are going on. Plus, I mean, he knows he has me on his side. So, you know, he knows I'm thinking about the same shit. So we can go ahead and do this stuff together. So if you're not going to go ahead and follow somebody who's doing the work, um, you better do it yourself. Otherwise, I think that you're going to end up losing. And my last and final piece here, and I hear this from handicappers that are out there, I see it on Twitter, is that the NBA is just impossible to beat. And I say, no, that's not the case. It's just that it's impossible for you to change. You know, check our records, check the guys that do the work, see what me and McKenzie are doing. We slaughtered the NBA last year because we did the work 
because we changed as the NBA game changed. And I seriously think that everybody out there who's betting the NBA, that they need to do the same if they're considering this as a serious financial endeavor. So that's my rant there, Mac. That's what I got, putting everything on the table. Just a little uh, a little reminder for everybody that this isn't as hard as it seems, that we can do this together. And when guys like me and you can go ahead and give this information out, it's fun because we can help people become better, better. So that's what I got there to go ahead and close up. That's the hot topic for today. Not sure if you want to throw anything on there, but the floor is yours. Sure. I want to say that I feel personally attacked as someone who just got the lowest <laughs> set of grades he has ever gotten on the NBA bet tank show. I guess I got to step it up and adapt the game, but you're exactly right. I mean, here's one example of why the NBA by far is the most fluid, most changing league that you need to stay up on and old habits don't necessarily work in the modern NBA. So let's just look at the average total right now, 224 highest it's ever been. Go back to, I don't know, 2012. It was 196. In the NFL, wow, oh my God, quarterbacks and changes and passing. It's changed so much. You just, it's average totals 45 this year. In 2012, it was 45. Hasn't changed that much. Rushes per game, passes per game, very steady. It changes year to year, but over a long stretch of time, historically, it's really not that different. The NBA, 100% different. We'd mentioned the take rule to start this season, NBA three point revolution. Who's on the court, how big everybody is. The average height in the NBA has gone down one inch, if not two inches, the last couple of years. It's a different sport, and it's fun because of that. They're making it more faster paced this year, and we'll see how it changes in the past. But you got to keep your head on a swivel for sure in the NBA. By the way, last thing. You said I love the NBA. I love professional basketball. The NBA is all right. Free Kyrie. Listen, I bet Chinese basketball at like four in the morning. That's professional basketball. I'm not sure. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Stefan Marbury, I think uh, Eric Bledsoe's in the mix. That's a league, man. That's when you know that you're a, a real degenerate. <laughs> Shout out to Dwight Howard in Taiwan. Is that where he's at right now? He's in Taiwan, yes. <laughs> you know what I just saw last night there, Mac, that I didn't even realize we were talking about your, your most hated NBA player? I did not know that Della Vadova played for the Kings this year. I, I, I honestly thought he was out of the league. I'm going to pretend you didn't tell me that. I, 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 was, I was safe. I was free of the man. But, yeah, he's back. He's for the Kings. <laughs> he's back. All right, so that'll wrap up the quick podcast for today. Make sure you guys check out uh, the Bet Tank pod for tomorrow. Uh, you guys know where to find Mackenzie and I on Twitter, at Mac and Rivers, at SleepyJ underscore pregame. If you guys are looking to save a little bit of money on some picks, go over to pregame.com, enter code SLEEPY20. I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NBA Thursday. Enjoy the games. <laughs>